This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center, this is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Sabres coming through on a Sunday night at home. They defeat the San Jose Sharks by a 6-3 final as we welcome you back here to the Ted Darling Memorial Press Box. Brian Colsey with you along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Buffalo victorious by a score of 6-3. to three. Coming up, we'll be heading down to the locker room here in just a moment. Paul Hamilton is on his way there. Also, we'll get a check of the scores from around the league, update you on the standings, Don Granado's postgame comments as well. Pat Malacaro here with me along the way. And, Pat, tonight a solid performance. We knew the offense was going to be there tonight. Six more goals, a ton of good stats on the, off- on the offense coming up, but... Would they play good defense down the stretch? Would they hold the lead in the third? And, well, they obviously came through with that. And they played disciplined hockey as well. They didn't put themselves in the penalty box, just one penalty in the night, and that resulted in a San Jose goal. I thought the team took some pressure off of Uko Pekalukinen by that big push they had in the second period. And how about we've talked about it so many times, this youth line that comes through again, Dylan Cousins just continues to rack up points, and Jack Quinn a multi-goal game. Cousins, three assists. First star, he's really the spark plug of that line. Paterka and Quinn, Quinn scoring twice tonight. But you can see the talent that we have. We've always seen it with Paterka and Quinn, but can they develop into complete NHL players? It seems like Cousins brings the best out of everybody, including even the power play guys that are not even on his line. Yeah, and the last goal that Quinn scores, Cousins brings it up the ice all the way from his own end. So that's the confidence that you see of a player who who knows he's playing well right now and knows how to play well out on the ice and and has good vision. And uh, the Sabres just, again, I think they took some pressure off their goaltender who maybe, you know, one of those, two of those goals in the first period who want back, but they they didn't allow San Jose to get many chances from that point on. Yeah, Aaron Dell busy, 38 shots at the end of the night. So uh, even in the third with the lead, the Sabres kept the pressure on, which is something that we've said all along. Like, this this is how Buffalo's going to win, obviously. They're not going to win 2-1 games. They're going to want to win 6-3 games and just hope maybe you don't give up 7 by the end of the night. Well, that's the thing. The Sabres have been scoring goals, you're right. And, you know, whether it's keeping continuing to press the play, not taking penalties, not allowing teams. Look, this is a San Jose team who on paper should not beat you, is not better than you. Uh, if you're the Sabres, and the Sabres played their game. They didn't fall into San Jose's, you know, quote, trap after playing yesterday in Ottawa and maybe trying to grind it down a little bit. The Sabres used their strengths, their advantage, the the physical play, how big they, they are on the ice. Rasmus Dahlin, we talked about him after the second period, just continued to lay big hits for the team, and that's a recipe for success. The last seven games, the offense has been lights out it's been good all year but this last seven in particular six tonight four against colorado five against detroit five against tampa 
You had the one struggle against New Jersey, six against St. Louis, seven against Montreal. Six of those seven, they've got four or more, and four of those seven, five or more. So, I mean, you know, some people would say, oh, you should have more wins even than you do right now. Well, absolutely. And that's yeah. where, you know, the, the, the penalties, taking seven or eight penalties in a game have cost the team over the last couple of days, and they've, as a result, have lost points. And how about Jack Quinn now? He's had points in every game this week, uh, a multi-point game here tonight. So, yeah, the Sabres, this was the story going into tonight. If they had a lead, would they fall into the trap of their of the previous couple of games this week? But, you know, with an opponent like San Jose, not – not as uh, good as a Tampa Bay or a Colorado, and the Sabres played their game to a tee. Yeah, for sure. 6-3 to three, the final. Buffalo at least moving themselves out of a tie in the Atlantic for last. Down to the room we go. Live with Paul Hamilton, here's Jack Quinn. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was a good team win, and uh, great to close it out in the third there. Jack, how did you guys uh, pull it in the, pull together in the second period? You were a much better team in the second period and really started getting up ice and going forward. Uh, how did you play better in the second period as a team, do you feel? I think we just uh, did the things uh, we, we preach as a team. We were playing fast and pressuring pucks and uh, getting rewarded for it a bit, uh, a couple power plays and stuff, so it was uh, good momentum. Jack, what's it like, that balance of going to try to create offense, but also when when there's not an opportunity there, chipping it in and, I guess, living to see another shift kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You, you kind of always want to create offense um, as offensive players, but I think just it's a, a learning and understanding of a lot of offense comes from being good defensively and uh, sometimes getting in deep. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to get it back down there a lot closer than that. So um, just being a little mature like that helps. Yeah, Karen Dell was a teammate of yours last year. You're familiar with him, obviously. You practiced against him. Did that help you tonight in maybe scoring a couple of goals on him, knowing him? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think just kind of had the opportunities tonight and was able to bury them. A um, couple nice plays from uh, from other guys to get me the puck. and um, but, it, but it is cool to get it on him. We're good friends, and I was able to see him this morning, so it was nice. Where did JJ's goal just kind of swing the momentum back to you guys? Big time. I think any time you can get one, it, it settles, settles everyone in and uh, allows you to kind of just get your game and uh, trust that the goals are going to go in. You guys as a line, how do you feel like your skill sets kind of play off each other in terms of just creating offense? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know really how to describe it. I think it's just a, a lot of chemistry. And um, like I said, we, me and JJ played together last year, and we're really familiar with Kazi, and he's such an easy guy to play with, makes makes us better. So it's just it's just clicking, and I think we're continuing to get better each game, which is a good sign. What makes Dylan easy to play with? Uh, I think he just does everything right, and uh, he competes, wins battles. So um, you have the puck a lot more. So that on top of his skill set, uh, you know, is probably the biggest thing. Jack Quinn on the post game, and Brian, I will send it back to you for a second. We'll be back in just a few moments here. Paul, thank you. Sabers with a six to three win. Quinn talking about the chemistry with his teammates there, including Dylan Cousins, who's now next live with Paul down in the room. All right. To the broadcast, so uh, I have to. We'll have to grab him in a second. Let me see who else is around here. Grab maybe JJ Paterka here. JJ, do you have a second? JJ, how did you guys in the second period uh, get your mojo back? I mean, uh, the first period was okay, and then they scored two goals on you. How did you guys turn it around quickly? Um, I think just playing simple, playing uh, playing the right way, being good defensively, and then uh, generating the offense out of there. How much did your goal really help to get it so quickly in the beginning of the period? 
Yeah, I mean, it's always good to, to get a goal early. And uh, I mean, we had good chances in the first period already and like to get a goal then it's kind of like kind of like satisfying and then we kind of like build out of that. I already asked Jack this question, so I'll ask you the same one. You, you know Aaron Deli was a teammate of yours. Do you, are you thinking glove side or since you faced him in practice so much? Um, well, he definitely knew I'm going to go glove side, so that's why I went glove side, and that's even better then. <laughs> how about the line? Uh, you guys, I mean, you, you've known Jack for a while now playing down in Rochester, but how, how did you get such a chemistry with Dylan? You really hadn't played with him until you got up here in Buffalo. I mean, Dylan is an unreal player, and um, I think it, it was kind of like easy because he's such a good player to uh, kind of like play with him. He's like doing the right things like all the time, uh, playing defensively so good and also like generating everything from there. I mean, he's passing great, he's uh, shooting great, so it's uh, so much fun to play with him. Do you keep it in the back of your mind, uh, knowing that, hey, this is a team that played hard last night in Ottawa, they had to come to Buffalo, they got in late, knowing that if you stay on them, maybe you can wear them down? 100%, yeah, we knew they played last night, and uh, we wanted to play with pace today, and I think that's what we did, and we came out like every shift after shift, uh, kind of wearing on them and uh, kind of get them tired. Thank you, JJ. Thank you. J.J. Paterka, and I see Rasmus Dowling is speaking over here, so let me take a run over. It's hard scoring after rush, but they do it, and um, they're super talented, and they're just going to continue to grow, so um, we're happy to have them. Everybody keeps saying Dylan looks older than 21. What is it about his game that, that gives out such maturity? He's doing the right things all the time, and uh, he defends well, but uh, offensively, he never does anything wrong it feels like he's protecting the puck makes the play when he has to and uh he's got skill and a great shot so he got it all i feel like when you get a guy lined up like that for a hit is this almost much fun as scoring a goal when, when you're able to get a good piece of somebody like that uh no obviously not but uh it's uh it's it's nice to get the crowd into it um and uh that's what happened so uh i happy I'm a, i was happy that i could bring something today I know you've told me before, you know, the, the, how much you looked up to Carlson when you were a kid and everything. Is he somebody you even know or talk to when he's here? Do you get a chance to say hello to him when he's here? Uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've talked to him before. Uh, he's a great guy and a uh, super skilled hockey player like we all know. So uh, it, was, it was fun playing against him, and I learned a couple of things uh, from his game today. So, um, yeah, uh, he's a big role, role model for me. Any surprise at all at his age that he's just playing so well this year? No, he, uh, he, you know, he's he has been one of the best since he got into the league. So uh, he, when he does his thing, it's yeah, it's amazing to watch. We talked at the end of the first period, and you mentioned how you had to come out fast and play fast in the second. Obviously, uh, you guys accomplished that. Yeah, uh, we played fast. We played hard. Um, and we uh, took care of our D zone, and we played with good detail. So um, it was a it was a great period, um, and we got back to, into the game, and uh, great win. One thing you guys talked about is staying out of the penalty box. You did that. I mean, you only got the one penalty, and it's it's something that I think has been important for this team to try to cut down on. Yeah, um, it was really good. We've been talking a lot about it, and uh, we would also been talking about closing games. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really good step forward. Uh, we're really happy about this game, and uh, we just got to continue to grow. Thank you, Rasmus. R- Rasmus Dahlin on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you very much. Rasmus Dahlin, yes, the the hit on Nieto there in the early stages of period number two after Buffalo had just grabbed the lead. Paterka scored 16 seconds in, then Skinner at 421 made it a 3-2 Buffalo lead, and then that big hit that definitely 
did ignite the crowd uh, and get everybody up and going. Uh, Pat, we know fighting's not really part of the game that much anymore. Uh, Darlene, though, with a monster hit. That was a clean play. It was, and those are the plays that a player like him is going to make, and it, it you could tell uh, that the team fed off of it. The crowd definitely did, and he didn't have to answer for it either. There were players that kind of bumped him around here or there, and once the whistle went, but the play was over. And then, conversely, San Jose tried making a big hit late in the game. The Sabres didn't make uh, the Shark player answer for it. Good, clean hits. Um, you know, Big hits are going to happen in the course of the game. And that's when you know Rasmus Dotlin is really playing with, with a lot of you know confidence or, or swag or whatever you want to call it. He's making plays on the defensive end and on the offensive side of things. And just another example of, of how everything kind of was clicking for the Sabre team tonight. A night where because the Sabres had the lead, because they were getting good energy from everybody and you know there wasn't necessarily this worry uh, that maybe something was going to slip away, um, Dahlin only played, only I say, 20-47 of ice time. We know he's been in the high 20s quite a bit this year, even approaching 30 at times when they've had injuries. So it's a way to keep Rasmus Dahlin fresh and be able to then on those nights where maybe if you want to push him, you can. He doesn't have to play 28 minutes every single night. Right, and that means the other defensive pairings are working well also. So you've got you know Power, Yoki Haru, uh, you've got all, all six defensemen kind of pulling their, their weight, so to speak. So you know Jacob Bryson coming back from injury tonight uh, as well. So it allows you, as you mentioned, to kind of save Darlene for some of those nights where you're taking on a team like a Tampa Bay or uh, even just uh, a Montreal right in front of you in the standings. Well, you mentioned Bryson coming back. He played 14 and a half minutes. Pilot's been playing and only been playing six, seven, eight, nine minutes. So even just that, there's five extra minutes that maybe has to come away from somebody else. Sabres victorious by a 6-3 to three final. Other stats. Yoki, how are you? More than Darlene tonight. 22.09 in terms of the ice time. Uh, offensive stacks cousins though three points a plus two had six shots on goal tied for the lead on the team skinner also had six shots on goal uh thompson with four paterka with five your stats of the game brought to you by paddock chevrolet with you for the extra mile final shot totals end up 38 for the sabers 29 for the sharks Special teams, Buffalo getting two more goals on the power play. Uh, Buffalo two for four. Uh, San Jose one for one. Three stars, Rasmus Dahlin, star number three. Jack Quinn, two goals, star number two. Dylan Cousins, three assists. We mentioned his stat line. He is star number one. We'll go ahead and make Dylan Cousins our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The announced attendance at KeyBank Center tonight. 13,655. And Buffalo's next game will be Wednesday night on the road in Columbus. That's a 7.30 national broadcast. TNT, Dan and Rob will have the call for you right here on the Sabres radio network. And then Buffalo's next home game will be on Friday night. That is against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the first of a home-and-home with Pittsburgh. Okay, one more interview down in the room. Here's Dylan Cousins now live with Paul. Thanks, Brian Dillon. Uh, you guys uh, were trailing at the end of one period of play. You got the quick goal in the second period. Uh, wh- that, I'm sure, helped turn things. But what else helped turn things in the second period? I think we just kind of kept things simple. You know, uh, we know they're on a back-to-back end of a long road trip, so we wanted to you know, try and tire them out and, and put it behind them and just create offense off that um, you know, with reloading hard and tracking hard. How much did that first shift you guys had uh, to start the game kind of set the tone for your line? 
yeah, that was a great first shift. You always want to go out and have a, a good start, and you know I think that was a good shift to you know show that we're going to be flying today, and you know it's not going to be an easy night for them. You've mentioned you have a lot of optimism about what you, JJ, and Jack can grow into the amount of years you could play together, but to see it happening this quickly, I mean, how exciting is it? Yeah, it's exciting. It's it's a lot of fun um, to have the success we've had so far. Um, it's been great, and. You know, it's, it gives us a real positive outlook for the future, but um, we know it's not going to be like that every night. We know there's going to be some nights that are tough for us, and you know, we just got to learn and, and you know use that as experience. You know, we got a, a long careers ahead of us. Are you to the point now with those two wingers where you basically know where they are? I know you came up the right side. You knew where Jack was, I mean, for that second goal, and you put it right on his stick. Have you guys gotten to that point now where you all know where each other are in the offensive zone? I think so, yeah. It's kind of more catching up for me, obviously, those two guys playing together last season. Uh, they had some good chemistry, and then uh, you know, me just trying to figure out where they are. And, you know, they're, they're both so smart, and, and they both know where to be, so it makes it really easy for me. Donnie was talking yesterday about he put them on their natural wings. They did play the off wing for a bit, and he goes, he felt that helped simplify things for him, made it easier for them, and he feels that's one of the reasons why he thinks your line has done so well. Uh, do you see what he's talking about there? And, and it worked. Did you, did you feel it worked well too? Yeah, I always, I always told them that they're playing forehands. Uh, JJ wanted to be on the one timer <laughs> side. He wants to shoot, but I said let's just stick with forehands for now. And I mean, he shifted. You know, it changes where you are back in the D zone. You're gonna. Be in different spots sometimes, but uh, you know I think foreheads have been really good, just using our speed to take it wide and and make quick passes. Thanks, Dylan. Yep, thank you, Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul. Dylan Cousins, first star, three assists in a six to three Buffalo victory. At this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to wgr550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship on WGR, more post game coming up. Don Granado's post-game comments. We'll also get Paul Hamilton's take and get you through some more highlights here as the Sabres beat the Sharks 6-3. More post-game coming up from KeyBank Center. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sharks to center. Barabanov will lay it off to Logan Couture. The pass was behind Carlson. Couture sends it in front. Barabanov is stopped by Lukanen, who got to the far post. He's without a stick. Dan Dunleavy there with the call. It's our save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 6-3 Buffalo. Time for our play of the game. We go to the 13:45 mark of period two. Buffalo scoring three goals in the second. And the third is the game winner of the power play from Jack Quinn. Here's Quinn, holds it, takes a shot, scores! That's Quinn's first of the power play this season. Sabres lead it 4-2. Nice shot from Quinn, his fifth of the season. He later had his sixth to put Buffalo 5-2, but that one's the game winner. And our play of the game, brought to you by NOCO. Delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. As we get you back here rolling on the post game, Brian Colziel, Pat Melicaro, Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres media room right now, awaiting Sabres head coach Don Granato. Uh, when Don comes to the podium, we will take you there live for his post game press conference. But now it's time to get our first response from the fans, brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit Team Luzzy. 
can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Just a couple of tweets coming in so far. Let's get Irma's thoughts here. Uh, Irma says, uh, in reference to Rasmus Dahlin, saying that uh, he also played with an edge tonight. That smash hit of his was a game changer. I would agree. Other one, uh, Gabrielle writing in saying, right on, Dahlin, right on. When Dahlin talked about we played hard, we played fast, we played with good detail. All right, speaking of Don Granato, here he is live, his postgame thoughts. Great energy, right out of the gate, but I also I also thought they did. I mean, what a what a pace in the first period. Um, you know, obviously they played last night, and we felt just just keep the pace, keep elevating the pace. Uh, in the start of the second period, obviously it was big, 15 or so seconds in. What an unbelievable pass by uh, Dylan, and uh, Paterka made it look easy, taking it out of his skates on the fly. Um, but. I, I believe we started with great energy, and we just kept getting better as a as a result. I thought uh, all the lines were participant in that. Um, Thompson line was really good. Tuck and Skinner pushing, and I thought the Cousins line was outstanding. Uh, obviously uh, producing, but but the energy and effort was there. What, just to close out the game, you guys know, so you've had some trouble in the last week or so closing out games just to you know, finish it. Well, we stayed out of the box, and there weren't calls, which was a huge help because that's been a real challenge it was with Tampa, it was with, in Detroit, uh, and it certainly was in Colorado. So the last three games have been real penalty issues, uh, and we stayed out of that through the third period. And I think guys uh, even talked about it in between the second and third, and right away after the game they mentioned it again on their own uh, as we were you know, a group. So uh, we needed to do that. Do you think the group also had a more responsible approach in that they're in terms of trying to continue to create offense while also not, I guess, cheating when there's not an opportunity there and, you know, making sure they're in position to defend when, if there was a turnover. Definitely. Definitely. I felt the the biggest thing we did in the third was we didn't exit early. You know, lots of times you get excited that you get possession in your defensive zone and guys are leaving early. And uh, when you have a team that's behind, especially the way they were playing tonight, they pressured pucks hard. They didn't back off of anything. So uh, we stayed underneath till we till we could exit the zone, and we had a couple breakaways and odd man rushes as a result, where it was the guy underneath, puck moved up, still remained in our defensive zone, and came back because of their pressure. We picked it up and went on the second try. So we stayed in support tighter, better uh, for transitions out, and that was something that we were way better tonight and consistent tonight where we had not been and those pucks would go right back toward our net. So, yes, good pickup, uh, Lance. UPL in the last 40 minutes, uh, certainly it seemed a lot more sure of things. And just how big was it the first half of the third period? You kept the two-goal lead. He made some saves for you so you didn't get some of that here-we-go-again feeling. If one yeah, he made saves and he controlled rebounds or put rebounds where he stayed big. Uh, there was no net after the save. Even if there was a rebound chance, he was on top of it uh, and held his ground with, without hesitation. Um, very good signs. Very, very good signs. Especially, uh, you know, when he when when there's you know when there's um, thoughts that he didn't play well in situations previously, and that's something you have to live with at this level. And. and uh, managed through it and I thought he was dialed in tonight and his body language and performance was evidence of that. Coach, talk about those. Jack and JJ have been playing very well uh, the last week or so. Tonight they seem to be finding each 
instinctually. Seeing them grow together like that, what's it mean for you? It means a lot. I mean, that's the topic of conversation in the in the coaches' room immediately, even in between periods. How the chemistry, uh, the speed, the skill of those three players together. Obviously, Paterka, Cousins, and, and Quinn. Uh, you see it in practice, uh, lots and lots of times. You know, a barometer for for coaches is practice, and you usually see, with young players, you see them doing things in practice that may take months for them to implement in a game. They have more confidence and more freedom and less fear, anxiety in a practice. So you'll see them do things, and it's an indicator, okay, they're going to be able to do this in an NHL game at some point. Uh, those guys, the, the speed at from what they do in practice to what they transfer in the game is, is it's amazing how fast it is. Like I said, sometimes it takes guys months. Sometimes it takes a full season before you see that. With these guys, it's literally day-to-day because we all know Jack Quinn a month ago uh, looked quite a bit different. And uh, he's looked stronger and faster and quicker and uh, than he did one month ago. So a credit to him and JJ and, and Cousins, as I've said many times, leading that line. His, we're seeing his leadership and bringing those two up uh, and along as fast as that. I, I, I do give Dylan lots of credit for that. Coach, yeah, talk about the Rasmus Dahlin hit. Is that the type of defensive energy you want to see your team play with on a more consistent level? Well, that hit was lined up pretty nice. I don't. I don't even think he could have got away, got out of the way of that one if you were either player the way Dahl's lined it up. Um, obviously, glad to hear that the kid's okay or the player's okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, we—it's a physical game, so we talk a lot about you know finishing hits where you can, and we don't need to run around and chase hits, uh, but but to finish hits and um, very nice uh, competitive play by Delhi. Yeah, I've had a good feeling with them for about three weeks now or two weeks now. It, it, they, they just, they're hungry for more. And you see it, and we saw it even yesterday in practice. They did some things in practice, calling guys out that were going against them, that uh, um, that were just different. And so they, they just want the puck. They want to play. They believe in their ability, and, and uh, they, they should. They've got uh, the capacity to back it up. So, uh, no, I was excited to see them them go and get rewarded for it because they're putting the work in. When you had Peyton Krebs with Gergensen's in a post, so it seemed in the third period they spent most of their shifts in the offensive zone. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like Peyton Krebs was a big part of that. Was that maybe one of the better periods he's had in a while? Yeah, absolutely. He, he was very good, and he was a big part of it. I would say he might have been the catalyst of it with the energy and uh, he's looked great the last last two two games coming back as far as energy and uh, compete and and he's um, you know another guy he's a young guy as we know and he's probably gone through the first downer here and and uh, since we acquired him uh, but he's fought through and fights through it the right way um, so to have him come back in the lineup we we knew all the indicators were that he was going to come back even better based on his focus and commitment off the ice and work ethic and practice, and he has. And, um, yeah, he, he fit in very well and I think helped Hokey and Z, who also played very well. Thank you, guys. All right, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado following a 6-3 to victory over the San Jose Sharks as we bring it back up here to the press box. Don Granado's live press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Energy Services, specialists bringing heat on 
and off the ice. We're going to get Paul Hamilton's thoughts from the media room in just a moment. But while we get past the top of the hour here, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. An Odyssey station. Back here to downtown Buffalo on a Sunday night. Sabres victorious over the San Jose Sharks by a 6-3 to margin. The goals keep coming for Buffalo. They have just been putting the puck in the net at a rapid pace. They are now, up to the moment, second in the NHL in goals for. Only the Dallas Stars, who have 98 goals in the same number of games, have more than the Buffalo Sabres, who have 96. And that's a really, really good thing. However, the point total in the standings we know is the one that really counts. You look at the top teams that are scoring goals. Dallas, number one in the NHL, they're leading their division with 33 points. After Buffalo, who's next? New Jersey and Boston. They both have 93. New Jersey's leading the Metro. Boston is leading the Atlantic. Then you have Los Angeles and Vegas. Guess who are two of the top teams out of the Pacific Division? Those two right there. So the Sabres, it just doesn't make sense in the standings. They have a positive goal differential, a plus four, and they're second in the league in goals. But going into the game tonight, they were tied for last in the Atlantic. The defense and the goaltending has been obviously a major, major issue. Now, they're getting healthier on defense. Jacob Bryson comes back tonight. Darlene, Power, Yoki Hiru don't have to play as many minutes. We know Labushkin, one more left defensively in order for this team to be all healthy on the blue line. Don Granado has asked, been asked during times of success before, you know, when... You know, how do you keep things going? How do you stay consistent? His answer actually has been multiple times, stay healthy. So that's a piece of it. However, you know, I'm definitely, you know, feedback from fans, talking with others here that are around the press box, cover the team, like, can this team get consistent goaltending? They are producing chances. It has been at a rapid pace. All right, let's go down to the media room and get a couple of final thoughts from Paul Hamilton. Paul, six more goals for the Sabres tonight. Only the Dallas Stars have more goals in the entire NHL. They're number two with 96 goals for. This is this is a team that's right now seems to be putting the puck at the net as good as anybody in the NHL. Well, I, I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I said in the beginning of the year this isn't going to keep up. Well, so far it's kept up. <laughs> you know, they whether they win or lose, the puck's going into the net for a lot of the time. Now, during the eight-game losing streak, it did. They went down to about 2.2 goals per game when that was happening. But now that they're out of that and they've won, what, in their last seven games, they're 4-2-1, and one, and you put out there how many goals they've scored in those seven games. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it, it's been better for them. The, the eight-game losing streak, unfortunately, may have taken them out of contention if, if anybody was thinking that they had a chance. But um, still, you know, they've turned it around a little bit. And, and you got a little taste today that, all right, they can play a little bit better defensively too if they're not sitting in the penalty box seven times in a game and having to kill seven penalties and, and that type. They only had to kill one. Now San Jose did score a power play goal. I, I didn't like the way Lukanen played that. But I, I felt after the first period, Lukanen was better. He didn't face as many shots, but yet – there was, uh, you know, we had talked about rebound control. 
and uh, the rebound control seemed to be better. Now the third goal, yeah, was a rebound backhand that got through him. But uh, overall, it seemed like maybe in the second and third period, he was starting to get a little bit of his mojo back, you know, after having a couple of tough games. And I thought a a tough first period, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe those last two periods can help him now move forward and start playing a little bit more like he played last year when he was up here in Buffalo or go back to the St. Louis game if you want to, the way he played in the St. Louis game. Paul Hamilton with us here following the 6-3 to Sabres victory. Paul, the offense, we know we could go in a, a number of directions here, but I think definitely fans want to talk about Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn. They are having a lot of fun. They Every time you ask about playing with each other, they all talk about chemistry and fun and uh, I just, you know, how they're, they're not even, they're not even making, you know, taking for granted of being in the league, but they just, they love playing in the NHL. Like you can, you can feel that good vibe and that good energy from those three. And uh, you know, you're standing next to them. So I'm, I'm sure you could add <laughs> on to what I'm thinking about right now with them. Well, that's the thing. And, and I understand it's been 11 years and I understand folks don't want to wait for people to develop and, and, and the whole thing, they want gratification now. And, if a guy comes up here and plays five games, doesn't play well, well, he's a bust. Get rid of him. He stinks. Send him to Cincinnati. Uh, trade him. Who, who drafted him? Fire him. You know, that type of thing. And you would think after watching the growth of Thompson and Darlene that maybe folks would understand that sometimes it takes – Omar could be another one. What was Omar when he became a fairly decent goaltender in the NHL? 27? He had gone through, I think, six years of development uh, before he became a goaltender that you could call a number one goaltender. Um, and, you know, Quinn and Paterka just weren't going to come up here and score 40 goals. They had to find their way through the NHL, and sometimes it's painful. Peyton Krebs is going through that process right now. I'm glad to see that he's playing center because I think it will help him regain his confidence and quite honestly, Brian, I thought in the third period he played very well. Um, he was centering Oposo and Gergensons. Um, they, they were in the offensive zone for a lot of it. I thought Krebs was a huge part of it. He would join in on the forecheck with those two other two players. They kept the puck in. They kept the pressure on. He was hard on to, to go get pucks back if they lost pucks. And I would say that's probably the best period I've seen him play in a long, long time. So, you know, just let's forget about that wing stuff and just keep him at center. And maybe he is starting to get some of his confidence back. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hard when you got so many young players, and I know you don't want to wait for them. But, uh, you know, Quinn and Paterka might be able to grow faster than maybe Thompson and Darlene did. You know, they're off to a pretty good start now after both struggling in the beginning of the year, struggling mightily, I would say. But they had to find their way, and now they're starting to find their way with Dylan Cousins, who just keeps getting better and better and better. And, um, you know, I don't want to forget power. Look at the minutes that he puts in. Sometimes we forget about him that he's only 19. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, he really hasn't been too much of a problem this year. So, Lucan, has he had problems this year? Yes. Has he, had, has he struggled through most of his stint up here? Yes. Is he 24 years old? Yes. He hasn't even played 20 games in the National Hockey League yet. 
and people always want to get rid of you know Comrie is finding his way as a number one goaltender. I'm not saying he's going to find his way. I don't know if he's going to find his way, but you know it didn't work out so far. It's only been 11 games. It's not a bust. I actually like the way they came. They went about trying to find Comrie and find a goaltender like that. He's only played 11 games as a starting goaltender. You know he's hurt right now. Hasn't worked yet, but that doesn't mean it won't work. That doesn't mean that you junk the whole process because, all right, in 11 games he was average. It didn't really work. He he stinks. Let's get him out of here. Can we trade him? Can we waive him? Can we send him to, I don't know, wherever you want to send him? No. I mean, sometimes you just have to have to let the process play out. I get it it's been 11 years, but it's not fair to put 11 years onto Kevin Adams and Don Granado. They've got a program they feel is going to work, and it, if it doesn't, guess what? They'll be fired. But uh, they, they believe in it 100%, and it, it's the way they're going to do things. Paul Hamilton here on the postgame 6-3. Paul, last thing, how just important, maybe just mentally how they and, and physically how they played the third, but just – we know that keeping leads has been a struggle. I understand the Sharks are not the Avalanche or the Lightning, but just how they were able to play that third period and maintain that lead throughout. But you got when you have a team like the Sharks coming in on a back-to-back, playing their number three goaltender, a guy who spent most of the year in the minors, is only his second game in the NHL. You got to win. You got to beat that team. If you're an improved team, you have to beat that team, and they did. After falling behind to them, they didn't come apart. You know, they, they were behind 2-1, to one and it took them, what, 16 seconds to score a goal, to tie it in the second period, and then to take over the game. So you did your job. After you've lost eight in a row, now you've gone 4-2-1 and one in your next seven. You've lost some leads in two of those games. You lost one. The other one you won in a shootout against Detroit. So, you know, there are things they need to clean up, especially defensively. But, uh, you know, it, it, that's, I think that those are the things that the, you have to look at right now that it, 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 sometimes I think people are acting like they've lost 15 in a row when they've actually gone 4-2-1 in their last seven games. That eight-game losing streak, it happened. You can't erase it. You can't say, well, if you – if they didn't lose eight in a row, look at what their record would be. Well, no, you can't say that because they did lose eight in a row. You know, so, uh, you know, that's part of the whole thing. But the last seven games have been better along the way. They have found a way to get, what, nine points out of 14 in their last seven games, and that's with losing leads. That's with the penalty killing being horrendous in games and losing them games. Still, and as you mentioned, they're scoring goals. Now they have to figure out ways to try to keep scoring goals but figure out ways to maybe be better defensively and still be able to score goals at the other end. Paul, thanks so much for all your work today and tonight, and uh, have a safe trip to Columbus when we will talk next on Wednesday night with the Sabres and the Blue Jackets. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton with us here down at the Sabres media room as we bring it back up here to the press box. We'll finish with the injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, another healthy player back in the lineup tonight, Jacob Bryson, who was out weeks with a lower body injury. Uh, tonight played 14 and a half minutes, 
had four block shots. So a nice return for Jacob Bryson tonight. Again, we talked about Dowling not having to play high minutes and, you know, power contributing, Yoki Haru contributing, uh, Bryson playing much more than some of the others who have been filling in for him uh, along the way. So another good sign there. Really the only injury on the defense left here, Ilya Labushkin. And at this point, again, it's just a day-to-day pain tolerance sort of thing. So we'll see if uh, he's able to come back for Wednesday's game in Columbus. Buffalo's win moves them now to 11-13-1, 23 points. For those of you wondering about where's the top eight cutoff, the Red Wings right now would be the final team in. They'd be the second wild card. They have 29 points right now, uh, Buffalo with 23. So six back with obviously some teams in between. But Columbus is on the bottom of the East. So if you want to get something going here in a row, you can do that. And then back-to-back with Pittsburgh, a team who has 30. They're occupying the other wild card spot right now. So opportunity this week, put together three good games, and maybe we can have a different discussion on the standings come Saturday night. For now, though, I'm going to say goodnight here from KeyBank Center as we put a wrap here on our postgame show. I want to thank the crew, Frank, back in our Amherst studios for his work tonight. Thank you, Frank, to Pat, Jonathan, Paul, Tom Maddie, our engineer, Dan and Rob of the call, and you for listening. Thank you. I'm Brian Colziel. Final score, Sabres 6, Sharks 3. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. We'll talk to you Wednesday with the Sabres in Columbus, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.